0: If there's one thing the COVID-19 pandemic and the recent lockdown did, it taught us, actually forced us to become more technology savvy. We learned to navigate multiple platforms like Zoom, Microsoft Teams, Cisco Webex and other emerging ones to communicate with customers and friends alike. And since we couldn't go out to do business, we took to social media and social network platforms to buy and sell products and services. The good thing about this is that many people have discovered that they don't need a huge advertising budget to do business because social media can help them put themselves Are there to get noticed, but are they really getting noticed? Does their story stand out among the ads flooding social media? One of the downsides of the rise in social media marketing is the lack of a clear narrative that's compelling enough to make the potential client trolling through Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube choose your product or service. And that's what we're here to discuss today. As usual, it's the last Monday of the month, and I have Human Equation founder Sheila Singham here to speak about how to draw in and influence people with your story, whether you're selling products and services or trying to get buy-in from your teams to embark on a new way of doing things or even presenting a request to your senior management team and hoping to influence them into granting it, telling a compelling story will help you connect, engage and inspire your audiences to get better results. Another month has passed, Sheila. Um, The word storytelling conjures up images of fairy tales and ghost stories by the campfire. How relevant is storytelling to the business world?
1: Well, I'm going to quote Steve Jobs here. He said, the most powerful person in the world is the storyteller. And if you look throughout history at all the leaders, the ones who could tell the compelling stories are the ones who managed to influence and lead the masses into following them, even Adolf Hitler. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So when it comes to storytelling, I I like this phrase from Antoine de Saint-Exupéry, the one who wrote The Little Prince, right? Mm -hmm. He said, if you want to build a ship, don't drum up people to collect wood and don't assign them tasks and work and yeah. all that. But rather teach them to long for the endless immensity of the sea. Mm. So sometimes you don't have to tell people directly things in their face. In fact, it's better when you don't because then you set up their backs, you know. their critical faculty goes up. So the critical faculty is this thing in our minds that sort of blocks us. It filters things and it blocks us from taking in information and accepting in information readily. Hmm. So um, why we should tell stories in the corporate sector? Because... Basically, our brains are hardwired for stories. Our brains love stories. You tell me, Frida, from where, which person here doesn't like a story, and I'll right. really tell you this person got serious barriers, okay? Mm. Even the hardcore person who's into these facts and figures and all that, mm. when you begin to tell a relevant story, they do warm up and listen, right? Mm. Because the, the stories stimulate parts of our brain that are involved with understanding thoughts and emotions and putting them together. Mm. And here's the thing they release happy hormones. So when when you hear emotionally charged experiences, it releases dopamine. Right. And then if you, you know, hear character stories, stories about a character made good, and that releases oxytocin, which is a cooperation hormone. Right. So if you want to get teams collaborating, especially at a time like after COVID when everyone's a bit like emerging from the zombie apocalypse like that, you know, mm. all a bit shell shocked, and you want to bring them together, give them a vision for the future, Telling these stories, which releases hormones and all that, will just you know bring about more cooperation. Right? How many of us? know, I am going to admit something on radio. Okay, mm. don't don't shame me. Right? <laughs> I've been watching some Korean movies. Okay? You
0: you and a million others, but yeah.
1: I know. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. So, but then they just, they, you know, what's so popular? I found out about these Korean movies. Mm. They absorb you in and then draw you in as if you are there. Hmm. All right, and that's why people keep going back over and over again. And that's what good stories do, makes you feel that you're there, gives you that you know sensory experience. And then, so especially if you want to motivate people to change now, so change is imminent for all of us. Hmm. Tell a story instead of going there in front of your team and saying, Guys, we need to change direction now because of the COVID. Now we cannot reach our target, so this is what you all need to do. But if you inspire them with a story, people get drawn along with it. Right. And seriously, in sales and brand marketing, people think, like, by putting all your specs about your product or Mm. service and what it offers, you know, sometimes you see one ad so full of words you don't want to read already. Right. But... In evaluating brands, in buying things, we primarily use emotions. Tell me, when the last time we bought a handbag, Frida, mm. whether you use facts and figures and data, how capacious is it, how many things can go in, And no. one I'll count later, you see you like, wow, the colour. Yes. You know, they're just, they're everything. I <laughs> see, I hear that in your voice already.
0: <laughs> it's just <a> color. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the colour. I don't have it in, in this colour, you know.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, so it's an emotional thing. So if you think we, we make decisions based on facts and figures, we don't. If we mm. make... The decision to follow someone, you know, it's based on that emotional connection that drives
0: Okay, so I see the Korean drama has gotten to you too. What sort of stories can we use at work and in business to influence our audiences? Do they have to be original stories?
1: Okay, I'll answer your second question first about originality. Your stories don't have to be original. I mean, we're all not writers. We're all not like... uh, fiction writers and all that. So mm. sometimes, you know, you can use original stories. Of course, simple stories about, you know, your own experience. There's nothing like authenticity, eh? your own experience or something you heard percent from someone else. So when you're talking about customer service, you can share about a time when someone at work did the right thing by going and serving the customer beyond the call of beauty. Or you can give an example of someone at work who inspired you if you're talking to people about mentoring and so on. These are what we call literal stories stories, they're very straightforward they're neat and they're clear mm-hmm. then you can use lateral stories and these are metaphorical stories uh, which many people find very appealing because they're non-didactic. they are non didactic they don't tell you what to do they're not obvious mm. okay and they can be interpreted according to the listeners filters and paradigms any way they want people want to mm-hmm. so I mean I was reading this book by Australian master storyteller Yamini Naidu. Mm. Um, she says that what audiences want is a lean-forward experience where they can lean in, be part of, and immerse themselves in the story and identify with it. So, of course, if you want to tell people a story that they can't identify with,
0: Mm. um,
1: like, you know, go and tell a group of non-executives, blue-collar workers, uh, rich people stories, they don't relate with that. Mm. But if you tell them a story about someone who was like them, who really crawled up the ranks and became a somebody? Uh, that would relate to them,
0: right? You know, okay. yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, I find that you no, know, like sometimes I give talks, and then you know, it's about something that I, a theory that I believe in, and I, I explain how I use it in my life, right? And in it, it's a personal story. Then people can see, ah, I see the application of the theory, right? Absolutely. So yeah, and then that's be- the
1: way to do it. Yeah, right? okay, yeah. So earlier you were asking again about where we can draw stories. So if we don't have these real life experiences, or we don't want to be so like obvious like that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, where do we find these metaphorical stories? You know, there's so much of them. Even yeah. on Facebook, you can find fiction fairy tales. I you know like I remember once going for a play and they were doing the Cinderella story and we said ah, okay like it was a, it's a supposed to be a comedy and they made it be mm-hmm. funny, you know. But the real twist at the end was when Cinderella. The the prince uh, and Cinderella, mm-hmm. you know, they, they connected. Mm. And Cinderella carried the prince out of the stage, right. off stage. And I'm like, what a powerful feminist uh, message there, right? right? So, you know, you can take a normal story and twist it a bit and say like, what if this had happened instead and let people think about it, right.
0: you know? Okay, yeah. so what are the characteristics of a good story?
1: Okay, I'm going to summarize it with an acronym I made up. It's called SHARP, Mm S-H-A-R-P. S stands for short. Don't laugh, panjang, panjang, long-winded grandmother stories. People lose track of you after a while. What's your point? We're here to have a meeting and an outcome. Why are you telling long, long stories? You lose them
0: and that's it. Again, so I, would, short. I would have gone to my grandmother for that, right? If I wanted a long right, one. That's right, that's right. <laughs>
1: or go and read a book. Buy some short stories books and read, you know. Um, okay. right? Salman, Rushdie, Rushdie, Salman Rushdie's uh, Harun and the Sea of Stories. Actually, that's a very good book. A okay. lot of metaphoric stories inside there, okay. right? So, okay. So, short. Three minutes. Okay, Mm. not more than that, Mm -hmm. all right? Next thing is they need to be happy. Happy meaning, no, you can share a sad um, episode in your life, but you need to turn it around into what is the positive learning you took from that. Mm. So I remember when I was doing training, uh, Frida, and there was all these people standing and sitting and whinging about Mm. their bosses and their Mm. company and all that. And I looked at them and I said, you know, you guys just need to be so grateful that you have a job. Mm. And I told them about me doing business and there were times there was no income coming in. And I said, you know, you look at me, do you think I'm positive? And can I just tell you that about six months ago, I lost my husband to cancer. Mm. And they were looking at me and I told them the story and some of them were crying Mm. at the end of it. And I said, but you know what? I don't want you all to sit there and be sad for me because you know what? I have decided that in all the bad things that happened in my life, I am going to take a purpose, I'm going to find a purpose, and I'm going to make something out of it. I'm Mm. going to put it to good use, those learnings and experiences, and immediately they got it. They, they became brighter. They were filled with hope. And after that, they came and told me how inspiring it was. So that's again, and leads me to the next thing. La. It's about being authentic. Right. Because you don't go and have to tell people all the deepest, darkest secrets <laughs> in your life. Right? Mm. Gory details all the La. But this one, I felt I went with the flow of it. And I felt that they needed to hear that if someone like me who's been through all of that, you know, no pro- no steady income right. at one point, mm-hmm. And then, you know, husband's... You know, and I can learn to find the positivity in life. They got no excuse. And they got it totally. Mm-hmm. And they actually walked out of that training feeling, re-evaluating their lives and the way they're looking at life. So F is for short. H is for happy. A is for authentic. R is for relatable. Mm-hmm. Don't go and tell them one story about something else and then like you know everyone enjoyed Crazy Rich Asians because it was about Asians in Singapore but how many of us can relate to that lifestyle right Right. so tell them a story which relates to their situation, their milieu, maybe their socioeconomic status, and all. If you're mm. going to go and inspire a bunch of single mothers mm. into taking control of their life, then you must tell them a single mother story. If you're not a single mother mm. yourself, then tell them about a single mother you know. Right. Then it, To really take control so that it's relatable. And the final thing is uh, in P, is it needs to be purposeful. Right. There has to be an adge- a purpose. Behind that story. If you simply want to throw in one story, I remember my teacher in school, my physics teacher, he would come in and just tell totally unrelevant <laughs> stories about his life. And um, this is why I dropped physics in university, okay? And I didn't do brilliantly in it. But now I love physics. I love physics and metaphysics, but I tell you, Mr. Choi, if you are ever listening to this, <laughs> stop those stories and just go down to tell three minute stories and carry on with the physics lesson.
0: Right, because she's going on like eh? And what's he gonna do with the lessons? I can not like, exactly. <laughs> I didn't learn much physics. I'm here with uh, Sheila Sinkham from Human Equation. This is Frida Liu, by the way. You listen to BFM eighty nine point nine. Burger, fries, milo, BFM eighty nine point nine. The Business Station. Good morning. This is Frida Liu. You're listening to Enterprise. I'm here with Sheila Singham from Human Equation. Uh, she's with us the last Monday of the month. We're talking about the power of storytelling and how you can influence people, uh, be it in business or in life. And you know, of course, earlier on we were discussing uh, Sheila about uh, the you know the, the, the power of storytelling. So, okay, you, you went through the characteristics of good story, right? How do you then, yeah. uh, you know, so you got sharp, Are then these the skills to craft that good story.
1: Okay, so the first thing that you need to do is you need to remember that any story that you want to to tell needs Mm. to have a good sequence. You need to have Mm -hmm. a good intro, uh, content, and a compelling conclusion. Okay, Mm. Mm. And then make that story specific in the sense that don't go round and round and introduce multiple characters like a Hindi movie, you know, with all the side stories or cannot. Just one, one character, one kind of story, and one message. And the message doesn't have to be direct in your face. In fact, it shouldn't. Neither should it be so, you know, vague that people don't get the point, right? right. And here's the thing. There must be a purpose. What mm. do you want your story to do? Simply telling a story without purpose is pointless. Right. What do you want it to do? Do you want it to inform, educate, influence, get buying, in, create mm. awareness,
0: get mm. your audience
1: to give you something, do something, you know, go out there and mobilize, give to the poor, whatever. You must be very clear about that.
0: Right. Okay.
1: Then have a character, maybe a mm. central character in your audience. That's what we mean about specific again. Mm. And then ask yourself, who is the audience? Mm. And what is their level of understanding, sophistication? You don't go and tell one big corporate kind of story to a bunch of teenagers. Mm. And you don't tell fairy tales to a corporate, unless you've got those corporate fairy tales. I think you know. Huh? Mm. Um, you read some of those uh, stories on Facebook. They're hilarious, right? Right. Another thing is you need to have a lot of sensory experience, uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, sort of words and all that. Right. So let's say you want to sell cake. Mm. There are dozens of people out there selling cake. Mm. What will make you different? Everyone's posting delicious pictures of their cake, mm-hmm. ingredients, price, and all that. So what do you do is to create your story to set yourself apart. So I have this friend, and I've got permission to mention her name. Mm-hmm. She started this little baking thing called the Memory Lane Baker. So how did that happen? Is She was exploring during MCO, and business was down. What should I do? Sheila said, what would you like to do? And she said, I think... I love making cake. I said, Go well, go make cake. Hmm. So she started making cake but I said everyone's selling cake, huh? So you gotta set yourself apart. Mm-hmm. So then she came up with this theme of the memory lane baker. The cakes are old fashioned recipes that she got from her mom mm-hmm. and that she experimented on and improved and all that. And then she started um, putting stories about the, the history of the cake and showed pictures of the books that uh, the recipe books her mother left her and herself cooking and all that. And it became very interesting. People got absorbed and engaged and to this idea of like an old fashioned uh, cakes being baked, you know. Mm. So you need to have that sensory, you need to make people feel that they are there. I remember when I was a. Food, uh, doing food reviews, a lifestyle writer, and I was mm-hmm. writing about food. Uh, of course, they had to give me the food beat, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. one look at me, and you know, <laughs> somebody
0: to give me the food beat.
1: So I mean, you know, so I, I got a message from a reader uh, one day, and she said, she emailed me and said, after reading your review, I had to go that very day and eat the dishes <laughs> because I could taste it in my mouth already. And I said, okay. I mean. That is about putting sensory rich words in, into mm. your story, whether you're telling it, you're writing it, or mm-hmm.
0: however, right, yeah. so very interesting, you were talking about sharp, right, and the p in sharp is purposeful, not pointless, right uh, <laughs> 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 now, Absolutely. so you with with all this that we've got, now what's the best way to deliver uh your story today?
1: okay, I mean there's so many ways like you know it mm. depends on which platform you're delivering. Right. It. I would say, craft the story. What mm. is the purpose of this story? What do you want to say? I have like a formula. And this is something I gained from an EDO uh, course that mm-hmm. I did. It's like to start off telling a story. You just write the sentence. I want to tell a story about mm. blah, 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 dot, mm-hmm. dot, dot, dot mm-hmm. to dot, 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 who's your audience, so that I can. And that's your achieve, your purpose. Uh-huh. So I want to tell a story about what? about something that i did you know any story that you want to craft you know Mm -hmm. and then to who's the audience and finally so that i can what the so that i can what is your purpose Mm. all right so you need to ask yourself first that one then from there you can decide the different platforms might need different mediums of presentation Mm -hmm. right Mm. so it could be if on, on facebook instagram you want something short very picture, mm. interesting picture with, you know, a short caption story like that. Maybe your picture itself could have some captions, some phrases, some poems, whatever. People get it. Right. On Facebook, maybe some different pictures, same picture, a bit of a longer story that you can put in. But, you know, some Facebook postings, if you want to have a Facebook posting which is 1,000 words long, then it better be so readable. Mm. You know, it better be that it's not just you drawing on about you, but... There is a purpose in everything. There's inspiration in every sentence. there's sensory words that so that people are reading, they're getting drawn and drawn. There's some Facebook postings I read. They mean well, you know. Mm. Uh, but then I read already after two paragraphs, I'm like, I cannot, like, I cannot. right, going on and on. You know? you,
0: you have you know? to be very wary when it's too long. And then like you can give, I guess, a teaser, right, of two paragraphs, yeah. and then you know you can go to my blog post for the full story, whatever, right. right, for those who want that to go. That would be a good way, yeah. Because you, you will lose me. You will lose me after, if you don't get me in the first two paragraphs when I'm reading. It's not a movie, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's when you're reading, when you're speaking. Mm-hmm. And then again, of course, if you're on LinkedIn, you've got to be a bit more professional. Right? You mm-hmm. don't tell all these hard pouring Hindi movie stories, all mm-hmm. that. And people will look at you like they want to hire you or so. They're like, you're a bit emo, like this one. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. So uh, you need to look at it. So, how? Do you, uh, are you doing it as a client presentation? Is it an e-book you want to do? Uh, that, that's a thought. You can do your story in an e-book. So be creative. You might need different mediums or different platforms. You don't need a lot of money mm-hmm. because there's so many apps out there. You can create your own video, your own ebook, everything. You don't need to hire people already. So here are some ideas uh, for stories. Perhaps you could do in verbal format with lots of vocal variety and hypnotic phrases. So you can even do a video mm-hmm. of, you know, telling the story in verbal format with you no know, words being highlighted or some pictures in between. Or even if you're standing in front of an audience, there's, there's, there's no audio, there's no visual aids per se. You need, learn to use your voice. Mm. You know, in storytelling before an audience, you are the best audio-visual aid. Right. The facial expression, how you pause, the way you use local variety, drop your phrases into a hypnotic phrase. Mm. You know, it's like uh, when 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 I tell you um you know the fairy tales when they say and they lived happily ever after mm-hmm. and that that's a hypnotic phrase it kind of drops right. and okay. it kind of implies so every the child who's listening to the story leaves the story also happily ever after, like that. Now go to sleep. Now go to sleep. I'm so yeah, I go to sleep. <laughs> so another thing you could do like, in terms of mediums is moving slideshow. Right. Um, you could write your story, mm. you know, in, in, in prose, in, with pictures. You could do picture captions. So put a picture and then write like a para. Put a picture and then write a para. That's very interesting as well. Turn it into an ebook. You could do comics. I I don't know if you've um, the awkward yeti. It's <laughs> it's a cartoon series about mm. the heart and the brain. Oh my god, it's hilarious, but it's so true. Right. It's always that tug between our brains. So sometimes I play that and I put that on in my training, and people get it straight away. Right. Um, yeah. So you could do digital interactive story. You could do a play even on online. It's mm. like you know different characters on the different windows saying things and stuff like that. You could take that and record it and that becomes a digital interactive story. You could use metaphors. I mean, the sky is the limit on how to present a story. You just have to go and explore. And before you go and try all this uh, with your corporate... you know, colleagues and 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 stakeholders and all that. Ah, huh? don't use them as the guinea pigs, lah. Get,
0: <laughs> you get your children.
1: Of, uh, not, no, uh, yeah, it depends. Or get a bunch of adults. Uh, so I remember once when, when I was doing a story prototype, I had a Zoom meeting. I think you were there. Yeah, yes, then. yes, yeah. yeah. So I get, had a Zoom meeting and I told the story and then asked everybody their input. And that input really helped me to improve. Don't be shy to use a, do a prototype with a bunch of people and take the feedback. Right. That's how you keep. Improving, keep improving, keep improving. Of course, for for many people, storytelling in a presentation you met But I'm not saying you've got to go there and tell one fairy tale. It's just a short, maybe one para story about something, Mm -hmm. introduce something that happened to you, you know, to to just get people engaged before you go into telling them what you want to do. But what happens today? We go into a presentation, a meeting, we just hit with data, 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 facts and figures. And then you wonder why people are playing on their phones, Mm. they're zoning out, Mm. falling asleep. Mm. Try it.
0: Okay. So so I guess what you're doing right now is also working with organisations as they try to connect to their audience to have better stories uh, for their companies, right?
1: I am. I am. Mm. I'm actually. I'm actually done a prototype of a storytelling course. Mm-hmm. The, the idea came because I am trolling through social media and I'm reading half the stuff there, and I'm like, really, I don't want to read this, right? Mm. So, I mean, where's your story in all of this? So, right. I'm doing that. I've had requests from organisations. It's a very much a a, a What in a part of my uh, very solid metaphor in my presentation skills workshop. So. Anywhere I go, I've become more aware, and my colleagues as well, uh, different areas, different things, some, some friends who are marketing this and that, I have actually sort of helped them be more aware that, hey, what are you mm. talking, what are you putting out there, la? where's right. your story?
0: Right. Okay, Okay. interesting. Well, I look forward to speaking to you again uh, next month, uh, the final Monday of next month, and hopefully it'll be face-to-face. I've been speaking to Sheila Singham from Human Equation. This is Frida Liu, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.